Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP for the 21st day of July. I'm Paul White, and I'm in the second chapter of 2 Timothy, the eighth verse. Yesterday, I told you that Paul will present a about a one-sentence summation of the gospel. I want to read for you, first of all, verse 8, knowing that it's not only one sentence. So let's add 9 to it, but I really want to focus on 8. Um, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not chained. Now, we'll, we'll take care of nine later, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but eight, hear it again. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. This according to my gospel is something that we've heard Paul say something like before. For instance, Romans 2, 16, in the day that God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, even in these letters to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. He says something like that to the Corinthians. He opens his letter to the Galatians by talking about the gospel that had been delivered to him that he had received from the Lord Jesus. I've told you this before. Really, a lot of your theological understanding of the content of the New Testament revolves around whether or not you trust the Apostle Paul. And if you trust that he had a revelation of Jesus and received this glorious new covenant, then you're going to have all of these beautiful and sometimes difficult things to wrestle with in the New Testament. I say beautiful and difficult because they are both. Some of them are just gorgeous statements of promise and then others of them are difficult to deal with. And sometimes we have to parse what is the difference between what Paul is hearing from the Holy Spirit and what Paul is bringing to the table as personal conviction or as context and content to an immediate audience. All of those things are essential. So assuming you do with those things uh, what you should do as a good Bible student, at the end of the day you're going to land on well, how do I handle what Paul has to say. And what Paul has to say, for instance, in 2 Timothy 2.8 is that he hears his version of the gospel. Now, that leads me to something... Uh, I've said this before. You can describe the gospel a lot of ways, but you can never describe the gospel as bad news. So in other words, the gospel will, will be and is a lot of things, but the gospel can't be bad news. So you could say the gospel is the pronouncement of the kingdom. The gospel is good news. God's not mad. The gospel is your sins have been paid for. The gospel is heaven has come into your hell. I, everything that I just described, in my opinion, is a part of the gospel or for some people could be the core of the gospel. There's the gospel of peace. There's the gospel of the blessed God. There's the gospel of the kingdom. Um, there's the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of the, everything I just said to you actually has its place in the New Testament. Which one of them are correct? The answer is they're all correct. They're all the gospel. But the gospel is not bad news. The gospel is not God is hate. It can't be. 
I was uh, following, I follow different theologians on Twitter and Greek scholars and authors that I think a lot of. And, and so I don't even remember how this surfaced, but someone asked the question in the last week on their page, what in one sentence, what is the gospel? And I think they were doing it as a thought experiment because I think what they were wanting to see is not what is the gospel. I think they were wanting to see what people would do with that question. And I have a feeling they did exactly what the writer thought they would do with it. And that's fight. So the question, what is the gospel? I went in because I thought, okay, well, um, what would people say in one sentence? What is the gospel? And of course, and then I wrestled with it. What would I say in one sentence? What is the gospel? But what was stunning, or maybe I'm just so naive that it was stunning. What was stunning to me is that the responses, there were a lot of good responses. There were a lot of sentences like this is the gospel, but there was a lot of, I can't believe no one has said this yet, or how can people not see this? Or the Bible plainly says, and there was so much of that that I thought it's, it's difficult for us, not only for us to pin down in one sentence what the gospel is, but it's difficult for us to accept that someone else has another idea about it. Okay, first of all, it should be difficult to pin it down in one sentence because the gospel's a lot of things. It's good news, but there's a lot of good news. It's not just one piece of good news. It's a thousand pieces of good news. So probably not possible to do in one sentence. Um, and then at the same time, why are we so offended that someone else has another sentence other than ours? Um, when I think about the gospel, it's good news the king has come and you get to live his life on the earth. Whatever life you brought to the table, you get to live the life of the eternal now. Now that's Paul White's idea of the gospel. That's not the Paul White of 15 years ago. The Paul White of 15 years ago, my idea of the gospel was good news. God's not mad at you anymore. He used to be, but you're not, you don't have to go to hell now. That's, that's what I would have said 15 years ago was good news. And you know what? In that moment, it was very good news when I learned those things. It's not how I would describe the gospel now, but I'm not going to fight a guy who comes up with that description. Listen to Paul. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So Paul is saying that according to the good news I've preached, here's something you can take away. Jesus Christ was of the seed of David and he raised from the dead. Jesus Christ means the Yeshua of Nazareth is the anointed savior of the world. Seed of David means he's Jew and he can trace his lineage back to David. And oh, by the way, being seed of David means he's the rightful king of Israel, which means he's not just the anointed Yeshua of Nazareth. He's also king. What Paul will say eventually, king of kings. Oh, and then raised from the dead means he is the resurrection. He is the life. He has constituted and instituted and inaugurated a new man upon the earth. So Paul's gospel then in one sentence is basically three words. The Messiah has come. He is a king and he is risen from the dead. And if you believe those three things, then your savior is here. Your king is here and your resurrection is secure. Now that's not all of the gospel, but it's a pretty good place to start. And Paul will do a lot more with the gospel in other passages but rather than trying to land on just a singular sentence, let's just, maybe we could start with what it isn't. 
and then we could graduate to what some of the things that it is. Maybe that's something for you to wrestle out. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow as we keep going in 2 Timothy 2. God bless.